Hello, everyone, and welcome in to another edition of the TBH Sports Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Henry, and we have a special treat this week as rejoining us is friend of the show, Jordan Foote. Mr. Foote, how is Kansas City treating you, my friend? Tyler, going good, man. I am. Uh, it feels like it's been like a billion years since I've come <laughs> on the show, but man, I am super excited to be back. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pretty sure the last time you came on the podcast, I was in North Carolina. I've moved twice since, three times since then. So yeah, it's uh, it's been a disaster, but you know what? We're making it work. Um, so yeah, the, the, the two weeks the two weeks into the season, we're already seeing narratives starting to form in the NFL, which is a little ridiculous given how little we've seen out of all 32 NFL teams. But I thought this might be a good opportunity um, just very quickly to get some impressions of what we've seen so far. Now, Jordan, I know you've got a lot going on. I know you don't have a whole lot of time here recording this uh, very late here on a Wednesday. Evening, So I've condensed the teams that we really don't need to talk about into a lightning round. I'm going to give you a team and I want you to, in no more than three words, quickly describe your early impression of that team. Mr. Foote, are you ready? Oh man, this is like the uh, Uncle Colin game that he plays on the on FS1. You are a bigger Uncle Colin guy than I am. I, I, I'm sure I know what you're talking about. It's been a while since I've seen the show. Game. Okay, all right, all right. I, I honestly was not trying to rip off Mr. Coward, but uh, but let's do it. All right, give me in three words. Give me your early impression of the Atlanta Falcons. That's really tough. <laughs> all right. Uh, New York Giants. Mm, Daniel Jones sucks. Okay. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Kirk caught COVID. All right. Detroit Lions. Poor Jared Goff. I agree. I agree. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts, good. Okay. Uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, Justin Fields time. All right. A lot of quarterback action today. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Meyer ain't it. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow's back. All right. Uh, Denver Broncos. Easy early schedule. Okay. And finally, the Houston Texans. Uh, Tyrod MVP gone. <laughs> Rest in peace, gone but not forgotten. All right, so, you know, obviously in previous shows, we would have spent 35 minutes talking just about the Cincinnati Bengals offensive line, as it always goes, but had to fly through those teams. Let's talk really quickly about some of the teams that have had some unexpected promise here in these first couple of weeks. I don't want to have a full-blown conversation about these teams, not just yet, especially uh, just kind of, again, knowing how little time I have you for here. Um, But really quickly, Jordan, if you can just give me, are you buying or are you selling your stock on these teams that are kind of in the middle right now and just give me a very brief explanation for why you're buying or selling and let's start with it let's start with a team that i know you love to hate most people in your division do the 2-0 oakland raiders i i'm gonna hold on that i think that they they've played better than i expected but i still don't believe in the defense to hold up long term all right fair enough um, speaking of teams that have had some early success here, let's talk about the one-on-one Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm selling my stock on them, man. Their defense is so good, but I think they're going to be just a slightly worse version offensively um, of what they were last year. Big Ben just doesn't have it anymore, I think. 
All right. Keeping it with one and one teams in the AFC. Kind of an interesting one. A lot of people expecting them to at very least maybe make the playoffs. The Miami Dolphins. I'm selling, man. And it doesn't have anything to do with the talent on that team. And I believe in Tua, but with his injury and the offensive line not looking too good, um, I just I don't think they're going to be able to do anything. Sure. Uh, talking about a team in the same division with the same record, the one and one Mac Jones led New England Patriots. I'm buying stock in them. I think Ooh. that they they can compete for a wild card spot. I don't know if they're going to get it, um, but I think that Mac is the guy and he's going to do what Bill asks him to do and nothing more. And I think that's kind of what they need. All right. Let's talk about another one-on-one team, this time in the NFC. Let's talk about the Washington football team. This is a bit of a controversial one. Yeah, man, I got to sell. And I they're a quarterback away from doing some damage, but I like Heineke, and he just, uh, if we're if we're putting aside the fandom with Heineke, I, he just isn't a great quarterback. Sure, I tend to agree. Uh, 2-0 team that is completely over-delivered so far in this season. Are you buying or selling on the Carolina Panthers? Oh, man, I it might be a little too early, and I thought they were going to be bad, but I'm going to buy. I think the defense is way better than I expected it to be. Darnold is a little bit better than I expected him to be, and they could be an 8-9 win team, and that, that might be good enough for that last wild card spot. All right, and finally, we've got two teams that I, I think a lot of people are expecting to make the playoffs, and I, I you know, maybe they do, maybe they don't. Um, but I didn't want to spend a ton of time talking about them really quickly. I am curious, are you buying or selling on A, the Dallas Cowboys? I am going to buy the Cowboys given the division they play in. Okay, that's more than fair. And then B, are you going to buy or sell on the Indianapolis Colts? I'm going to buy on them being better than an 0 2 team, but I'm going to sell on them being a legitimate, like, top five AFC team like people expected them to be. Sure, and that schedule is absolutely brutal. We don't have time to get into it. We talked about it on the show last time. That schedule is just, I mean, you have to be on your game every single week. They would have to be one of the best teams in the AFC just to make the playoffs. But that gets us through, you know, again, the lion's share of teams in the league. There are a lot of teams left to talk about, and now we'll actually get to have a conversation here. Really happy we were able to rush through the first bunch in that uh, short period of time. But let's talk about some teams that, Look, let's be honest. There have been some overreactions from week one to week two, from week two back to week one. You know, a lot of a lot of people have kind of seen things. They've gotten very reactionary, high NFL Twitter. Um, and let's just check in and see how we're feeling about these teams. Jordan, I love talking football with you because you kind of keep a, a level head um, and, and you tend to not overreact to things. So let me start with something that I certainly overreacted to just a bit in week one. Let's start with my New Orleans Saints. Um, I, I still <laughs> think this team can potentially make the playoffs. Um, but they are not the, you know, again, I, I think Jameis looks really good. I think he's been more of a game manager, which has been solid. Um, but man, I think week two really exposed some flaws that this team still has. And a lot of it has to do with depth. Yeah, man, you, you look at their defense and it's really good. Like I believe in them being a fringe playoff team. Um, Jameis was really good week one, didn't have to do a whole lot though. And then week two really struggled. So I think they're going to go ultimately, as far as Jameis takes them, and it's not like Drew Brees was fantastic last year, especially when he got injured. Um, they're going to get Michael Thomas back, hopefully at some point, if he's willing to play, if he's healthy. Um, they, The depth is a concern. If they get injured more than they already are, it's going to be a, a tough scene for them. Um, but like you said, 
I'm not willing to sell my stock on a team like the Saints. I think that they have hope. They have an interesting quarterback. Um, the NFL is so crazy week to week that I think Jameis needs like another month before we decide what he is. No, it's funny. You took the words right out of my mouth. I think I need at least three more weeks of Jameis to really decide who he is. Because we knew we knew going into week two, he wasn't going to be a five touchdown, no interception guy every week. Um, but at the same time, I think he's better than what he put up a week ago against a really stingy Panthers defense. Um, so yeah, I think the Saints are kind of in that wait and see spot. Um, and I am not yet willing to, uh, to, to sell the farm to buy uh, a ton of shares of Saints stock just yet. One team that I would like to uh, at least maybe, you know, refinance my car uh, to maybe buy some stock on. And I, I got caught up in this trap last year. So, you know, shame on shame on me for doing this twice. I still really like the Arizona Cardinals. I still really don't like Cliff Kingsbury, but I think this Cardinals team, again, I think Kyler Murray is a special kind of talent. Um, I think overall he might be the second most talented quarterback in the league if he can cut down on turnovers. Um, And I don't know. I just, I I think this Cardinals team, I get that their division is brutal, but this feels like a playoff team to me. Yeah, no, man. It, It feels like one to me too. And I, I thought they'd win like eight games, maybe nine this year. Um, and that was predicated upon, man, once Kyler got hurt last year, had the shoulder injury, Cliff went from that air raid system to more of a horizontal raid. Like when you're throwing DeAndre Hopkins like bubble screens, you're setting yourself up for disaster. Not to say Hopkins can't execute that, but that's not what he should be doing. Cliff didn't put together any quality game plans down the stretch last year. I think he's been better this year, I agree with you. I don't think he's the guy that's going to lead them to the promised land. Um, he, People made a big deal about him being like this huge innovative idealist, like coming into the league, going to bring all these cool college concepts, going to change the game. He just hasn't. Like, he's been fine. He's had some bad moments. He's been bad last year. I think the year before he was fun. Um, it just, it's interesting to me um, that, they're just a fun team, and and I don't know if fun gets them into the playoffs, but right now, if Kyler can stay healthy, I think they're a playoff team. I think for my money, in the AFC or in the NFC, I look at every single team in the NFL, and I think that, and, and again, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here, I think there are only four teams in the league that are never out of a football game regardless of what the score is, and I think that those teams are the Cardinals, the Chiefs, the Packers, and probably the Seahawks. And I think other than that, there are certain leads that are insurmountable. But man, when you've got those four guys at quarterback, I just, you never feel like those teams are out of a game. And I think that's what makes the Cardinals so fun. Yeah, I'm with you. And they're they're like chaotically fun sometimes. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> um, when, when you have that guy at quarterback, like you said, he's healthy. He's making stuff happen. He's uh, He might be an MVP candidate. Like if they can win 10 or 11 games, probably more like 11 or 12 actually. Um, like if they somehow it's hard to do that when you're second place in your division. Like if the Rams won 13 and the Cardinals won 11, um, it'd be tough, but Kyler MVP odds, like they, they're as high as high could be, I guess right now they're going to keep climbing, but, um, whoever bet on him before the season has to be feeling solid after two weeks. Certainly. So let's go ahead and just keep it in this division. Let's keep talking about the NFC West. Obviously, the big storyline, the West, the two West divisions have looked very good here in the early goings. Um, and let's talk about the 49ers for just a second. This is a team that really the only reason that they weren't competing for anything last year um, was because they had, it wasn't even an injury bug, it was an injury plague that bit this team. Um, obviously, you lose Raheem Mostert, you lose a couple of other pieces early in the season, but this still feels 
just like a team that, again, it feels like they're a quarterback away. And call me crazy. Call me crazy. I've never been a big Jimmy G guy. I still think that if this team is going to contend for titles, they're going to have to do it with Trey Lance. I, I just I want to see what Trey Lance can do. I don't know when we're going to get the opportunity to see that. Yeah, man. They they literally made the Super Bowl, which there's a lot of variance that comes into making the Super Bowl. Like, just because you did it doesn't mean you're... Like, I'm trying not to say just because you did it doesn't mean you're not capable like a Jared Goff type thing, like maybe he was just along for the ride. But then guys like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, if you can get there, you can prove you can get there. Jimmy Jimmy getting there didn't prove to me that Jimmy is the guy to take you there. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, he was kind of along for the ride. They had a really, really, really good defense. They had some weapons offensively. They had the great coach. Like Jimmy wasn't the reason that they got to the Super Bowl, he just didn't really mess things up until his coach obviously didn't trust him in the second half um, to keep up with the Chiefs. Like, Jimmy's a fine quarterback. You can get to a Super Bowl with a fine quarterback if everything else is right, which it was in 2019, 2020. Um, But with that said, the defense isn't quite what it used to be. They're banged up. They have weapons offensively. Like the team just isn't that 2019, 2020 team. So can they make the playoffs? I think it's possible they make the playoffs under a good team, but will they make the Super Bowl? I just don't think that um, it, it's going to happen. Yeah, I tend to agree. And I think, again, this team, they have the pieces, but, uh, you know, save for Nick Foles, there has not been a single quarterback, unless you want to try to make the case for Joe Flacco in the last 15 years that has won a Super Bowl that has not been an elite quarterback. Like, you need well, that guy to, to win a title. Flacco's an elite quarterback, or he, <laughs> elite Joe was a real thing for. Oh. Uh, I'm joking, of course. Guys. I know, like, I know. If you're listening, please don't arrive at my house for pitchforks. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with everything Tyler said. Yeah, uh, it's just it's a, it's a weird deal. But anyway, let let's keep it let's keep it in the division here. Let's uh, or did you have something else you wanted to say there? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, you're you're great, man. All right, um, let's keep it in division. I'm going to give you a, a package deal here because I am fascinated to get your take on this. So the Seahawks and the Rams, I think, and it was a bit of a hot take preseason. I feel a little bit better now. I think Matthew Stafford makes the Rams the second best team in the NFC. That being said, Russ is cooking. So of these two teams, which one do you think, which one do you like better to make a deep playoff run? And which one do you trust more to finish at the top of that division? Before the year, I picked the Rams to get to the Super Bowl. All right. After two games, I'm picking the Rams to get to the Super Bowl. Now, with that said, Tampa has looked really, really good offensively. Brady doesn't look like he's going to slow down. The defense will improve, I think, um, over the course of the year. So it's going to be tough. It's just it's uncharted territory for Stafford to do what he's doing after so many years become a great slash even not even an elite quarterback just a great one i think he's always been really good i think he's been held back by his team he's had some bad luck he's been injured um stafford's legit he's got the goods that team is great the defense isn't what it was last year which kind of does worry me if they take a step back defensively a step up offensively which one's greater um i think the defense will eventually be a small step back and the offense will be a significant one. So I like the Seahawks. Um, They have some new stuff going on offensively. 
Russell Wilson's obviously a terrific quarterback. Um, both of those teams, I think, are the top two in that division, which is insane because it's there's four playoff caliber teams, I think, in that NFC West. But um, I think the Rams would be the second best team in the NFC right now. With that said, um, the the inner Stafford homer in me is going to <laughs> still ride with them to make it to the Super Bowl. All right. Fair enough. I like it. And I think I I like the points you hit on there. I still like the Seahawks, but like last year, I don't want to buy in too early on this team. I still think I need to see them for, you know, enough weeks to see it consistently um, before I, before I start looking at any long-term playoff aspirations for this team. Uh, Speaking of teams that got overreacted to uh, early in the season, the Packers are fine. Everybody relax. Um, I think everyone knew that that re- that game against the Saints was a bit of a fluke. Um, they were back in full effect this week. I still, again, I still need to see more out of this team long term before I before I you know get a good sense of where they're at. But you know, again, that offense looked pretty incredible. Granted, against the Lions, but I don't know that I'm that worried about the Packers yet. Dude, can you believe that after one week, so many people said <laughs> that they were done? Like, I love I- NFL Twitter. <laughs> I um I just can't like Aaron Rodgers did not age 15 years overnight the drama did not get to them it was a bad game at a bad time it was week one you know when you're only working with a one game sample size and that's all you can go off of I guess I understand why people overreact but with that said people want to heap praise on them for taking care of the Lions I'm like they should have done that it's Green Bay is a top I think they'd be my number three team in the NFC. Like, if they got to the Super Bowl this year, I wouldn't be extremely surprised. Um, I think that the drama might eventually come back to bite them, whether it's this year or next year, obviously, with Rodgers potentially getting traded. But, man, it's it's going to be fun to watch all year. And most of that stems from the Aaron Rodgers thing, and <laughs> Devontae Adams, I suppose. Um, but it's I find it very ridiculous that the sky was falling after one week and now those same people are, are back on after week two. I feel like oftentimes when I talk NFL with you, I feel like there are people on each side, like on the pessimism side and on the optimism side, hurling fireworks and hot takes. And we're just kind of kicked back with beers and lawn chairs. Like, what is happening right now? Like, everyone needs to <laughs> yep, chill yep. out. Like, the truth usually lies somewhere in the middle. I'm with you. Like, they lost to the Saints. That doesn't mean they're missing the playoffs. They beat the Lions. That doesn't mean they're winning the Super Bowl. Like, let's let's all everybody just take a second and, uh, and figure things out. One more team here in the NFC. You brought them up a little bit earlier. The defending Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers led by Tom Brady. Also, I said it last week. I'll say it again. Just for those waiting for Tom Brady to fall off a cliff, you're going to be waiting for a while, guys. Like, it's it's not happening anytime soon. Um, this team still looks great. Gronk has looked a lot better than I expected. The defense has still been rock solid. Um, I, I was a little concerned maybe about the secondary after that first week against Dallas, but I still think this team is fine, and I still think this team might be the best in the NFC. I just, I don't know. I, I still don't feel confident betting against Brady. Yeah, man, it's it's hard to. He's, what, 44 and still looking as sharp as ever, um, taking care of himself. The team is investing in him. Like, that is a just blueprint for guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, guys who obviously play different styles. I guess the blueprint for even Mac Jones, take care of yourself, don't take big hits, take less money so then your team can be better, let the – you know, offensive line protect you and do its job. Um, Just constantly try to get better. Tom Brady, and I've been very critical 
of Tom Brady before. I've hated Tom Brady before. You can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. He is insane. He's unreal. He's so freaking good. You, you literally cannot come up with an excuse for as many successes as he's had. Oh, this happened. Oh, this happened. Oh, if it weren't for this, this would happen. Like, everywhere he goes now, he does well. He succeeds. The players around him are better. He breaks records. He wins Super Bowls. He could go to another team next year and turn them into a really good team. Now, granted, I think that Tampa team had Jameis not thrown a billion interceptions. Probably a nine-win team, maybe a wild-card team. So it's not like he single-handedly flipped around the franchise. But Brady's insane, um, and, and they very well could win another Super Bowl this year. Certainly. They certainly could. All right. Well, we've got about seven minutes to get through these last six teams. I'm just going to give you one question on these next two really quickly so we can actually, you know, break down these top four in the AFC. Um, You know, again, really quickly, are the Chargers what you expected they would be? Are they better or are they worse coming into the season? They're about what I expected. I think that they're going to be a competitive team that wins like eight or nine games. They're going to take a step up, but also they're going to have some of those Charger losses where they're just like scratching their head at the end of it. All right. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, I thought week one, again, it, people overreacted a little bit, but at the same time, I still just don't think this team competes for anything. Am I wrong? Am I wrong for that? No, they're like the fifth best team in the FC. I, I don't believe in them. I don't think that Julio Jones is the answer. Um, I think that people get so caught up in the process, or they, they, get, they get so caught up in the outcome that they ignore the process, and the Cardinals... Or the gosh, I'm all over the place. Hey, you're the good. Titans don't have a uh, they don't have a quality process. I don't believe in the defense. I think that if the game comes down to Ryan Tannehill, more often than not, he's not going to pull it out of the hat. Um, I Tennessee is a good team. I think they're going to make the playoffs, um, but that's also because a they're in a bad division, and b I just think they have so much talent that it'd be hard not to. But like you said, um, I just I, I don't know about them. All right, uh, one more team that I want to kind of get more of a more of an abbreviated thought on, but I do want to talk about them. <clears throat> Sorry, um, this is a team that I expected might regress a little bit, but I'm concerned that they may have regressed a little bit more than I thought. At this point in the season, I think the Bills might be the fourth best team in the AFC. Is that an overreaction in your opinion? I don't think so. I mean, it depends on. I think my top two was Kansas City and Cleveland heading into the year. Um, Baltimore looked really, really good despite injuries against the Chiefs, so I guess you could have Baltimore up there. Um, I could be forgetting somebody, like, blatantly obvious. No, you're not. Through, but uh, it's it's not hyperbole to call Buffalo that fourth-best team. Now, in a week or two, they could easily jump back up to two. But, I mean, from what we've seen so far, they don't look like a powerhouse at all. All right, so here's where I want to have the conversation, and I'm actually really glad that you brought this up. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. I think the Browns are the second-best team in the AFC, and I thought that they were the second-best team in the AFC coming into the season. That was that was in my projections, um, and a lot of people said I was crazy, but I was like, look, they're getting some quality pieces back. They've got another year. Now, granted, I don't think this team is capable of making a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield, um, but I think this team could make the AFC championship game, and I think they, they really proved something against the Chiefs in Week 1. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think that if they somehow got the number one seed and Kansas City went to Cleveland for the AFC Championship, I could see the Browns pulling that game out. Like, I don't think Mayfield is going to go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs, but I think there's a non-zero chance for sure. 
that the Chiefs could lose to the Browns if that game was in Cleveland. Um, I'd still pick the Chiefs, I believe. Um, it'd be like probably 80-20 or something, but the Browns are good. Like They have a very deep roster. They have a fantastic offensive line, two fantastic running backs. They're getting Odell back at some point. They're getting Landry back later in the season. Um, unless his injury was less severe than I thought, whatever, whatever. Two good tight ends. The defense got a ton of talent injected into it this offseason. They're getting healthy finally. They got Delpit back um, coming off that Achilles tear. So, man, I there's more projection involved with them like than Buffalo because we saw Buffalo's best last season, and it was really, really, really good. We didn't see Cleveland's best last season, and especially considering they made a lot of moves this offseason, the Bills didn't. Um, I think the ceiling for the Browns is that second-best team in the AFC that could, on a really bad day for the Chiefs, end up beating them. Um, with that said, I think their their floor is also lower than some other teams, um, but I believe in them getting to that number two spot. Um, I'm a Baker Mayfield guy. He He's not a great quarterback. I think he's just a good one right now. Um, but if that team takes the shape I expect it to, a good team um, with a good quarterback, that that's probably number two. All right, fair enough. We will we will pin the Baker Mayfield debate for another day because I do want to have that conversation. But as you can tell, I kind of I kind of set this up this way on purpose. So the Browns play the Chiefs in Week One. The last two teams we have to talk about, and let's go ahead and make it a package deal and just break down what just happened on Monday Night Football. But 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 Jordan, but Jordan, the Chiefs lost to the Ravens. They're not they're not even one of the best teams in the AFC anymore. The Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, n- no. Um, the granted, it was impressive. I was very impressed with what I saw at Lamar Jackson. I thought the defense stepped up despite injury. Um, but like everything else, let's calm down. The Chiefs are still the best team in the AFC, at least from what I can see, and at least from where I'm sitting. Um, and let's not forget that Ravens team lost to the. Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders a week before that. So really quickly, kind of your thoughts from that game and your thoughts on what it means for both of these teams moving forward. Yeah, man. Uh, I, Lamar Jackson played great after his interception. So hats off to him, hats off to the Ravens. But, you know, while I do think the Chiefs are still clearly the best team in the AFC, I think that they had to eat some, some well-deserved humble pie in that, there are universes in which the Chiefs aren't unstoppable. There are universes in which the Chiefs defense doesn't take the shape many expect it to. There are universes where Mahomes makes bad plays, where Clyde Edwards Lair fumbles the ball, stuff you you can't really overcome, depending on how timely it is. There are ways that the Chiefs can get into the playoffs and lose in the first round to somebody or get to the AFC championship and lose to a talented team like the Chiefs this is why you play the season and this is why you play games even if you're the the vast underdog because stuff like that happens turnovers happen injuries happen you never know um for the ravens to do all that while they were so 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 banged up not even banged up in terms of week to week but guys out for the season um, it was impressive man and i think baltimore is definitely a playoff caliber team i don't know how deep they're going to go in the playoffs but um kind of a long-winded answer to are the Chiefs still the best? I do think they are, but um, they're not going to sleepwalk um, through the AFC this year. Sure. Uh, really quickly, I know it's it's 9 o'clock your time. I know you got to get going, but you know, I did, I am just burning to know your answer to this really quickly. 
is Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Again, I tried so hard not to overreact coming into the season, but I've seen it for two weeks. And no, I don't have him on any fantasy teams. That's not why I'm asking this. Is the Chiefs' lack of... I don't know. I just... I don't... It almost feels like one of the few holes you can look at with this team. He's been fine... I just don't know if that's good enough. What, what's your What's your take on Clyde after week two? Yeah, man, fine is fine is good enough for a non first round running back. Like the fact that they invested so highly in him um, is he's been underwhelming to say the least. And part of that is he was injured. Part of that is the line was bad last year. Part of that is the Chiefs haven't involved him in the passing game like they advertised. So it's not all his fault. Um, with that said. It, it needs to get better. And I give him probably to like week eight, week nine. And if it comes out that he was battling the ankle sprain still to start the year, then okay, whatever, whatever. But he just looks like a totally different player in the NFL um, than he did in college. So I, I'm not hitting the panic button. My hand is still on the table. Like I haven't even lifted it up yet. But if a month from now he still hasn't had a plus game, or displayed any plus traits or plus flashes, um, then then it's going to be time to maybe hit that button a little bit. Sure, I think that is more than fair enough. All right, well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Jordan. I know you've got a lot to do, but again, yeah, giving your quick thoughts here on all 32 NFL teams. And again, as the season gets going, really look forward to having you on again here in the future. Yeah, Tyler, thanks so much, man. All right, we will take a quick break, and when we come back, I know it's late in the week, but I will very quickly break down a couple of the key matchups from one week prior. All coming up right after this on the TBH Sports Podcast. And welcome back here on the TBH Sports Podcast. Again, if you noticed that that seemed a little bit quick, Jordan had plenty of things he had to take care of tonight. Um, So I promised him we would have him out in a timely fashion. Of course, recording this late here on a Wednesday evening. We'll have it up Thursday morning. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, But really quickly, I know it is late in the week. I know that a lot of these games have already been discussed to death, but I really just wanted to take a quick look on the week that was in week two. Kind of take a look at these matchups very quickly. Um, I know we already talked about the Thursday night football game between Washington and New York. I think a lot of people had hope that the Giants, or it's correction, that the Washington football team could make the playoffs. Um, But at least in my personal belief, I think this Giants team is one of the worst in the NFL. Um, And I get that Taylor Heineke is, you know, a solid backup, but... You know, a one-point win over one of the worst teams in the NFL just does not give me any indication that this team is going to make the playoffs. Moving on to the Sunday slate, the Jets take a 25-6 loss at the hands of the Patriots. I think this told us more about the Jets than it did about the Pats. That offensive line looked absolutely horrendous, and that is not good when you have a rookie quarterback. Obviously, four interceptions on the day for Zach Wilson, not with the not what the Jets were hoping to get out of him. Uh, and he'll bounce back. You know, he'll he'll look better in weeks to come. This is not a Sam Darnold situation, I hope. Um, but really not good that he is, is kind of running for his life at this juncture of the season. Another game between two teams that I don't really know how much they matter. Um, going into this week three, the Broncos get a 23-13 win over a Jaguars team that, again, we know is pretty abysmal. Uh, injuries to Travis Etienne not helping that, obviously, as they are just kind of shorthanded on the offensive side. And Trevor Lawrence also running for his life on almost every play. Uh, love what I've seen from Two Glove Teddy, and obviously will be a Two Glove Teddy fan until the day that he retires. Um, but yeah, just I, I need to see the Broncos play, you know, a real team uh, before I over. 
overreact there. Speaking of overreactions, the Bills lost in week one. A lot of people thought, oh, well, maybe this team is, is going to fall back to the mean. They come out and handle a Dolphins team that a lot of people think is going to make the playoffs 35 to nothing. A bit of a revenge game for Buffalo. Like a lot of other teams, you're going to hear me say this a lot. I just need to see a little bit more out of the Bills. I think that Josh Allen looked good. I think that the offense looked good. Obviously, the defense pitches one of the first shutouts of the NFL season against an offense that is not incompetent out there in Miami. So, you know, again, good things from the Bills, but give me a couple more weeks before I really have a, more of a concrete take on them. The Eagles are kind of an interesting team. They lose to the 49ers 17-11. to That's a 49ers team that's been dealing with some injuries as well. And I think that, you know, again, if the Cardinals had played a little bit better this week, I think I would almost pick the Niners as the one team to finish outside of that playoff picture if all three or if three of the four teams make the playoffs in the NFC West. Um, I don't think this Eagles team is necessarily very good, but I think they're certainly better than they were last year to a degree that I was not necessarily expecting. So that was kind of an interesting one there as well. Take a look at some other games going on last Sunday. The Rams get a 27-24 victory over the Colts. I liked the resiliency that I saw from this Indianapolis team, but the problem with them is... Number one, the offense has not been as good as I expected that it would be. And number two, their schedule is absolutely brutal. I think Carson Wentz is going to need to take even another step forward if this team is going to have any chance at salvaging a postseason operation. For the Rams, I still think they're one of the best teams in the NFC. I still think that Matthew Stafford is learning the system, and I think that by week seven or eight, he is going to be slinging footballs even more so than he is now all over the place. He has been a great quarterback, in my opinion, for a very long time, but he was stuck in Detroit with no receiver help after Megatron retired, um, and I, I, I just really am excited to see what this Rams team can do going forward. I think, again, if one team in the NFC is my pick to potentially take out Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it is this Rams team. A battle of one and one teams or one and oh teams that, you know, kind of overproduced in week one. Uh, the Raiders advanced to two and oh over the Pittsburgh Steelers. You heard it from Jordan Foote. He is not ready to buy that Raiders stock and neither am I. Um, I think Derek Carr might be a little bit underrated, certainly for fantasy purposes, but also just as a quarterback. I think he has continued to be fine, um, but I don't trust this defense and I do not trust this receiving core. They are all over the place. And again, the drops have been a concern. The route running has been a concern. Josh Jacobs has been fine when he's been on the field. Um, but I, I just, I don't really like this team at this point in the season. Um, and again, I know they got the two wins. I know that Pittsburgh was picked to maybe be a little bit better than people thought, but just I am not in any way, shape, or form ready to buy stock on the Raiders. Taking a look at other games going on around the league. I'll keep this quick. Bengals lose to the Bears 20-17, to and with the exception that Justin Fields is now the QB1 in, in Chicago, uh, I, this game really is pretty meaningless. Neither of these teams are going to make the playoffs. It doesn't really matter. The Browns handle the Texans 31-21. to uh, This is a Houston team that I think has surprised a lot of people. And I think that they kind of, you know, they're like a, a knockoff version of the Expendables with a lot of old grizzled veteran guys on that offense. Um, and I, I, my heart breaks for Tyrod Taylor because the man has not been able to catch a break at any point in his career. Um, and that kind of continues. But, you know, the Texans fell back to earth a little bit here. They are a little bit more of who we thought they were. And I still think the Browns are the second best team in the AFC. The Saints fall 26-7 to the Panthers. I am ready to admit that I misjudged Carolina coming into the year. I, I It's not because of the offense. It's not because I think that Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey are going to set the world on fire, even though CMC is one of the most unstoppable products in the league. This defense is better than I gave it credit for. 
I really, you know, coming into the year, this is not a defense. I, I thought they'd be, you know, good but not great. Um, and they really did show something against the Saints team riding high on that week one victory. As for the Saints, I'm not ready to panic yet, even as a fan. Um, but I think that Jameis is going to have to, he's going to have to have more good days than bad this season if the Saints are going to sneak into the postseason. Um, and again, I think there are brighter days ahead for New Orleans, but a tough one at the hands of the Carolina Panthers. The Cardinals get a one-point victory over the Vikings because... Minnesota missed a field goal late in the game. Let me know where you've heard this one before. Uh, this was a rough one for the Vikings, and obviously this is a Minnesota team that I have been very low on, and you know what they say, good teams find ways to win, bad teams find ways to lose. I think that this loss says more about Minnesota than it does about Arizona. Um, this is in all likelihood probably a game that the Cardinals got outplayed in, at least from what I saw um, with my very eyes, and yeah. And the Cardinals are just going to have to play better down the stretch if they're going to play into the playoffs um, in a brutal NFC West. The Buccaneers handle the Falcons 48-25. to Tom Brady, five touchdowns, no interceptions, has been setting the world on fire in his 44th year on this planet. I don't know how he does it, but the man continues to do it. And the Falcons are a steaming pile of garbage. Yeah. This team is worse than I thought coming into the year. I thought they were going to be fine. I figured they'd be maybe a five, six, maybe a seven win team. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win four this year. I don't know if they're going to win three. This is a bad, bad Falcons team. They've got problems up and down the roster. Let's not waste any more time talking about that blowout. Seahawks fall to the Titans 33 to 30. Derrick Henry. Fun stat on Derrick Henry. He is the NFL's leader in rushing yards. His yards just after contact would have him second in the league ahead of either Joe Mixon or Nick Chubb. Ridiculous stuff from him, real resurgence, but I'm still not ready to go all in on the Titans. I still think that this team uh, is several pieces away, and their defense just continue to get torched. I know that you're talking about Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett. That defense has to be better um, if this team is going to be competing for things, and as it stands, I don't think this team is going to be competing for things. Cowboys Chargers lived up to the hype. It was, in my opinion, probably one of the best games uh, of the week. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The Chargers lose a one-score game. Really heartbreaking for them. But at the same time, Dallas has looked pretty good. The offense has looked pretty good. And how about Tony Pollard? He has been just, you know, again, really taking some of the pressure off of Zeke um, as he gets into yet another year in the NFL. So really good things out of the Cowboys. I think really good things out of the Chargers too, even though they come off with a loss here. I still think this is a Chargers team that will find their way into the postseason. Looking forward to seeing where things are later on in this month. Obviously, we have to talk about Sunday Night Football. We heard from Jordan Foote just a little while ago. The Chiefs fall to the Ravens 36-35. to This game looked like it was over early in the first quarter. I mean, when Lamar throws two picks on the team's first two possessions, and obviously our friend Alex Weiner, a friend of the show, you know, he was like, ah, well, it was a fun season while it lasted. Uh, and then the Ravens came back, and, and Lamar looked like Lamar. This team still has issues at running back, but, the, you know, they were able to run the ball very well with the committee that they have. Um, and that defense, despite some injuries, found a way to stifle Patrick Mahomes and what is, you know, again, still an elite offense in the NFL. So I think that, you know, this was a good game between two teams that I think are, are locks to make the playoffs at this point. I, you know, again, I think the Ravens are still pretty good, um, but I, I still need to see a little bit more out of them before I think that they can replicate this in a playoff scenario um, if they do come up against Kansas City in the postseason. And then, of course, wrapping it up, Monday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers handle the Detroit Lions 35-17. to Guys, if you didn't see this one coming, I mean, come on, it's the Packers. They were going to be fine. Aaron Rodgers was going to be fine. Aaron Jones... Devontae Adams, 
they were going to be fine. Um, also, quick shout out to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones for beating uh, Ethan Jordan, helping me get that win in fantasy football this week. I'm sure we'll have Ethan on the show again sometime very soon. But that wraps it up. A quick conversation about week two. Plenty of games going on in week three. Should be exciting. We'll have another podcast to break down some of the key matchups and take a look at what's to come in week three. But that'll just about do it for us, for Tyler Henry, for Jordan Foote earlier. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in wherever you get your podcasts, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or through the app on Anchor. I want to say thank you one more time for tuning in. We will be back with another episode later this week, looking at week three in the NFL. You've been listening to the TBH Sports Podcast. <laughs>